Welcome back to the Weekly Kate, the weekly show where I tell you everything that you need to know. And this week is a little family episode. And it's not with my mom. It's with someone else. My first brother appearance is here. My younger brother, Steven, is here. What's up, Steve? What's up? What's up? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Living the dream. Excited to be on the pod today. You've been mentioned on the pod before. I have. You mentioned me in the wedding. Uh, oh, you, you listened to that you one? Had. I did. Oh. It was the first time I was seen as a man in your eyes, which is shocking because I'm almost 29 years old. No, no, you don't understand it because you don't have a younger sibling. But like, for example, like when you look at Kaylee, who's our cousin, our cousin who got married, little sister, when you look at her, do you think you should still be five? When I think of Kaylee, I think of the... Um, does she listen to this podcast? I think of a chubby <laughs> little six-year-old uh, running around Ocean City. That's what I'm saying. That's- so, like, it's it's not my fault that, like, you know, it's just yeah. It's when like- I think of Kaylee, I think of the six-year-old. I don't think about the, uh, the the grown woman in a professional dance program in New York City trying to go on Broadway. Kudos to you, Kaylee. Which is what That's she fair. is. That's 100%. Right. Kudos to Kay. But right, like, I just don't. So. I would just like to, I would like to say one thing about that episode. If you haven't listened to it, audience, I forget what I called it. I forget what I called it. Let me see. Let me go back real quick to my library. I called it, I wanted to call it cut the mozzarella, but no one would have understood. No one would have listened to it. Oh, I called it. Can you feel the love? Because I have since heard their wedding song. Can you feel the love tonight? And I'm getting so fucking emotional whenever I hear it. Cause it was so beautiful. Can you back me up, please? Yeah, that was definitely a, I cried. I know. No shame in admitting that. Um, I did not cry for my cousin. I cried for Gianna and her dad because they oh, no. picked probably the one most tear-jerking song of all time. It, was, it yeah. wasn't Butterfly Waltzes. It was um, some, butterfly something. Butterfly Kisses. Butterfly, butterfly kiss. Kisses. It's horrible. Oh, my God. The moment that came on, I and I'm in the wedding party. I, everyone's yeah. looking at this at this dance floor. They're in the middle of it. I'm front and center with everyone else who had to, you know, go out there. Hey, here's, here's the bride and groom. Here's the best man. Here's everyone. So we're all standing in a line. Butterfly kisses comes on. Waterworks go on. Oh, I'm, no, I'm it's turning horrible. around. I'm taking my pocket square out. Like I'm, I'm like peering up, you know, it, it, it's terrible. It was atrocious. But Honestly, it like was, it was, it was so beautiful, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So embarrassing. Very embarrassing, but it was, it was a good time. Thank you for, for sure. the, thank you for the backup on that. I don't think I've seen you since then. No. And you are even farther away now. You're in, you're in Dallas now. I'm far. I live far away, but I'm coming next week. Yep. We're going to have dinner. Your hair isn't nearly high enough to be living in Texas now. It's in a top knot. It's messy. The higher the hair, the closer to God. I got like four more higher inches the hair, the closer with, to God. with the bun. You can't even I'm going to have you beat frame. in a little bit. I'm wearing a hat right now, but this is. This is going to be good. I told, um, I told Michelle, my girlfriend, people listening, I'm growing a mullet. So in about three, two, I'm going to grow a mullet. I'm going to grow an 80 style mullet. Not the, not the new age crappy ones, but the sides uh, shape. It's an 80 style mullet. Patrick Swayze. That's not a mullet. Go watch Roadhouse and tell me that isn't a mullet. Anyway. Oh, I thought you meant Swayze like in Dirty Dancing. No, 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 no. I, I have a follow-up question. Why are you doing this? Um, 
Do you if not you look at her, our brother, do you not want her to stay with you? Like, if you is, look at our brother and you uh -huh. look at our father, I think they maybe have about two inches of hair between them. So I'm going to grow it out while I can before I go bald. If in fact I do go bald, which I don't think I will, but in the event that I do, Awkward. I want to be able to have a picture that says, I rocked an 80s style mullet when I was in my 20s. I, I, I hear you and I support your endeavors. I'm just like, I'm concerned about the execution. Like there's other ways to prove you still have hair. Like your current haircut. Yep. Like, it's a good one. I just, I feel like you've been working. What, what do they call, what do the kids call that? The, the, uh, you, you got, you got, the quiff, you got, you got the quaff, you got the whatever. I don't know. What do you call it? Don't you call it something like a, like a swerve or like a, I call it the swoop. You call it the swoop. No, the swoop is the Justin Bieber hair. The, the this, when you knock your head to the side. I don't know. It's a, it's a side the part. Swoop? No, the swoop is the like really thick bowl cuts. Like people from Alabama have. That's a swoop. Well, at the, at the moment, I'm pretty much Sean Hunter. All the 90s babies out there, Saved by the Bell. Now, if I put a center part. He was not in Saved by the Bell. He was in Boy no, Not Saved by the Bell, sorry. He was Boy Meets World. My bad. <sighs> Sean Hunter had that. He had, oh, yeah, he had that long, like, middle part. Yeah, he had the long middle part. That's what I got going you, right now. You can't look like that at Grandma's party. It's whatever. He's going to look like that at Grandma's party. This is the face he's giving me. He's like, nah, she's not going to care. She probably doesn't. She doesn't care. I made her a pumpkin cream cheese cake the other day that she absolutely demolished. I've yes. been on a very big baking. Yes, he bakes. At the moment. He's a baker. I'm a baker. I saw that. He made a cornbread that looked like a slice of cheese. It was so smooth. That is true. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've been really big into baking because, you know, in today's day and age, everyone buys everything. You know, no one has an actual, you know, skill in cooking anymore. And um, because it takes a lot of time. Beg your pardon? I mean, it takes I, don't, a lot of time. I don't like slaughter my own chickens, but I like buy ingredients. Buy okay. So, for example, I'm making rustic style breads now, like King Arthur. Right. So you're not you're you know. not buying a loaf of bread. You are making the loaf of bread. Correct. I am getting the uh, the bread flour. I'm getting the yeast. I'm waiting until it flowers up or blossoms up, whatever you want to call that. It's very 2020 of you. Very 2020 of me to make 1600 style bread. <laughs> yeah, because everybody was making bread the first series of COVID. Oh, that's a good point. What about meat pies? I made meat pies for dinner yesterday. What's a meat I just pie? want to be English at the end of the day. I no, that's so like... <laughs> that's a very good point. Thank you very for that. Because I get a lot of heat. I get a lot of heat about when I say things on the pod, like I feel like my English side comes out. We are 20% English. Like I see it in my DNA. I can show you. Like, yep. It's there. And I feel like those parts come out at certain, at different points of the, the you know, our existence and us wanting to, you know, eat English food is simply one of those times. Yeah. And like, well, I, I love a pretty good segue. Cause you wanted to chat a little bit about the, uh, the Royal family, right? Didn't you? Oh yeah. Harry. So, mm -hmm. um, our first topic of the day audience, Prince Harry has released the release date and the title for his book. And it's going to be called spare. And my eyes could not roll farther in the back of my head, honestly, like air and a spare. So, right. The whole thing about 
he's Diana's second son. She and Charles had to have an heir and they have to have a spare. The, the, the British press calls the second born the spare, like in case the heir dies, you know, obviously. So in this case, the heir and the heir is William, the heir parent is William, but then we have George and the spare in that family is Charlotte. So like Harry being like, oh, I am a spare. I am so tortured. My life is so terrible. My family is so tumultuous. Like I have had enough of you. I've had enough. I think it's crazy. Yeah, I think he kind of just needs to go away. Um, I would have much preferred he named, he titled this book, The Declaration of Independence. That would have been funny. That would be funny, but he's not living in America. Isn't he living in Canada? No, he's in, he's in Montecito, California. Oh. They bought a $13 million house. Only thirteen million. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I mean, hell, Mark Wahlberg had a ninety million dollar house, and he's getting the hell out of there to go. Mark to Wahlberg's Nevada. worth three hundred million dollars. Prince Harry is not. Prince Harry hopes this book sells really well, or else he's going to be like twiddling his thumbs in California, living in a box. That's That'll true. still yeah, cost I will not a million be dollars that. a year. I will not be buying that book. And Normalize. Caitlin said for research, she's going to rent the audiobook from her library, so she does not pay for it but that she can still listen to it and she can tell me what she thinks i mean it's going to be a scathing review i trust yeah i would i would probably say so because you know look at the entire drama between you know everything that's happened i mean when you think about the royal family i'm definitely pro william and kate you know when i when i look at them so you're a royalist sure um i look at them and i'm like that's a future king that's a future queen yeah. Um, they, they have the looks, they have the attitude, they have everything. Um, if I were, well, he's not going to be next in line because William has kids, but if I were the brother, despair, and I basically had free reign to do whatever the hell I wanted to with a ton of you know money from the Royal um, bank account, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to marry an American actress who just kind of sowed division between my family. Of all the people in the world living in England at that time. I'm sure there would have been someone who, better who kind of fits the bill and you could be one big happy family. Um, but that's just me. Well, I think, I do think a lot of the problem is that she was American. I don't think it's because she was previously divorced. I don't think it's her race. I think it's because she simply was an American, is an American and has no concept of what it's like to be royalty because who does? Like, you know, there's only, let's say what, a hundred total royal people in the world maybe at least in Europe. So like, I get that, but like, I do think that Harry did so much good work as a working Royal. And like, it's really unfortunate that he like gets stripped of all these titles and can't do all this crap. And like his school and sent a ballet and his military appointments, like he loses all of that and then complains about it. Like, this is your choice. You wanted to leave. You did not go quietly. You wanted to move. Mm -hmm. You moved your children and now your grandmother died which is so yep. horrible. May she rest in peace. And now your father mm-hmm. is king and it's being shoved in your face. So you think. Yep. You but know. he did it to himself. Um, I have a saying, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You won the biggest stupid prize of them all. That's a Taylor Swift lyric. No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> one, one lyric from a bunch of lines of songs. Okay. Play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Uh, Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, just like fuck around. And that's from Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. That is such the perfect line to use, Stephen. That is so impressive that you accidentally used that line. 
in this conversation. That is so I aim to impress. I don't, is that a movie? I don't, I haven't seen it. No, I don't Miss know. Americana and the Heartbreak Prince is a song. Oh. It's you and me. It's nothing like this. For, for everyone on the Miss Americana for everyone and on the Heartbreak pod Prince. You've heard it. I am not a Taylor Swift fan. I'm just going to come out and say it. I am not a Taylor Swift fan. There is one song I like from Taylor Swift, and it's called Hey Steven that she wrote from way oh. back in the yeah. day. It's, and it's basically it's her, talk, her <clears throat> talking about this guy named Steven that's an angel, amazing, basically how I look at myself most of the time. But so it's that is Steven with like, a PH. It is Steven with a PH, but if you're listening to it, you have, there's no differentiation. Um, but I listened to her, her new album, and for someone who doesn't follow Taylor Swift, and for someone who is reading the lyrics and listening to it objectively, I did not think it was good. That's my hot opinion. take. We can agree. It's it's a scolding hot take. It's really it's it it's hurts. It burns. Scolding hot take. We can we can agree to disagree. I do think that as a Taylor Swift fan and as someone who keeps up with not only her work, but her personal life, I understand infinitely more than you about what this album means. I would agree. And that's fine. But objectively, you cannot deny that it's beautiful music. It's great. It's pop music. It's great. And that's not your preference. For e- easy listening. Maybe if I were having a dinner party and I throw it on in the background and no one's actually paying no, attention to it. This is no. Okay. Again, I'm not going to get offended by this really scalding hot take. Like I'm going to get a third degree burn, but like, <laughs> I just, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. As a Swifty, it's beautiful. As a Swifty. You didn't okay. like karma? Because karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a good. You didn't like that? That's so fun. No, I'm not a big fan of pop music. Um, I think I was definitely born in the wrong decade when it comes to music. Um, yeah, I or, agree with that. Our dad took him to a Rush concert when he was like 12. And he was like, why does it smell like B.O.? And he was like, I wanted to go to that concert. I know I you did. I missed a baseball game in eighth grade because I wanted to go to a Rush concert. My first actual concert ever was Bruce Springsteen. My 15 years later, you're still not over it. My second concert ever was Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which I think at the time they had some guys from Metallica playing playing guitar. That's cool. Um, in my background, in my office, I have a Les Paul. In high school, I was a drummer. Um, growing up, I was a trumpet player. I like actual instruments. So when artists come out and everything is electronic nowadays, kind of defeats the purpose of music, especially when you're someone like Taylor Swift, who's kind of just complaining about a boyfriend, which is basically all she's ever done. Okay. Okay. That is a misconception. That is an uneducated statement. That is a misconception. I can provide you a list of at least 25 songs that have nothing to do with next boyfriend. I could. I could. In her entire catalog of music, which is like 300 songs, I could provide you many that are not about a boyfriend. Welcome to New York. Okay, well, answer me this. How many of those songs that she makes are diss tracks or something about a boyfriend? Diss tracks? Is that what you said? Diss tracks. So basically, you making fun of someone else. Like it's a diss. You getting getting back at someone. Yeah, clap Okay, okay. I'm not denying that she writes on purpose. And I, okay, fine. What I will say 
is that it's unfair to point that out to one artist when every other artist in the history of humankind who writes a song writes about love and heartbreak and all of those themes so it's kind of it's unfair to be like well she always writes about her ex-boyfriends or her current boyfriend like that's her life you know well i think for with the exception of shake it off she kind of brings a not about a boyfriend not about a boyfriend the non-swifty the non-swifty again makes the swifty point (laughs) she brings a very depressing vibe to a lot of her songs i disagree completely oh my god okay maybe we should just you know move off you you don't think you think the the song blank space is depressing that's about an x fine fine i'll take it blank space funny you bring that up because i actually listened to that song it's a not from taylor swift but from one of the metal covers. What did that sound like? It's so much better. It's the same song, but with, with heavy metal. You can't play it or else I won't get paid on this show and I need the five cents. No, I'm, it's by Prevail. Prevail does a cover of it. If anyone on this pod knows the band Prevail, look up. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is a metal band likes T-Swift so much they covered one of her biggest songs. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Maybe it's a, just a really easy cash grab. And do you like her song? Do you like her song with Bonnie Vare and Aaron Dessner? Aaron Dessner writes a ton of songs with her. Candidly, I don't know who those people are. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. So, this unfortunately, I think, is just a misrepresentation of opinion because you don't have all the facts. And I think if you had all the facts, you'd feel a little bit differently. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty out of touch with everyday artists. And, you know, I, li- I know bands more than I know people inside bands. Hey, Does speaking of bands, you want to know that someone you know is going to see Blink-182 next summer? I want to go see Blink-182 next summer. I'm seeing Blink-182 next summer. Dude, I want to go. <laughs> Paul got a little drunk a few nights ago at dinner and bought tickets. <laughs> How much were they? A lot. Like... He should not have done that, but oh well. Blank, man. You got to do it. Fell in love with the girl at the rock show. This is a lot of singing on today's pod. I'm sorry, audience, but I just feel really inspired. Anyway, um, speaking of the exile performance with Bonnie Vare and Aaron Dessner, Taylor Swift made a surprise appearance in London, which is the second time in the last couple months that she's done that. She first did it with the Heim sisters, which like, I get it. They're her friends. And they sang a cover of Love Story. Okay, you cannot tell me that Love Story is not a good song. You cannot. That, no, that can't happen. You heard that song. Don't make me sing again. I don't, I don't know. You might have it's to. It's a love story, baby, just say yes. Oh, uh, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Yep. Come on. So didn't she start out as a country music artist? Yeah, and then after, after, between Red and 1989, 1989 was her first official pop album. Yeah, I think she should go back to country. Country Taylor Swift is actually all right. All right, we're going to end there. Just like Miley Cyrus started as country, and that was actually pretty good. Miley Cyrus is a nepotism baby. She didn't start as anything. She started as Hannah Montana. She started as Hannah Montana, who who was half pop, half country. And she didn't even write Party in the USA. You know who wrote Party in the USA? How, How old was I when I saw Hannah Montana on TV? 
Oh, six or seven? No, six or seven, maybe. No, no, maybe 10. I was impressionable at that age. To both worlds. I mean, she she literally does get the best of both worlds. I like Miley. Not so bad. Not so bad. I, I didn't like her wrecking ball phase, but I did not like wrecking ball either. I don't wrecking think I was supposed was... to. <laughs> what was up with the uh, the rotisserie chicken? Everyone was making fun of her, making fun of her for that. Rotisserie chicken. Yeah, like her ass looked like a rotisserie chicken. Oh, that's rude. I think it's because like of her body type. That sucks. Pretty, I'm pretty sure there were a lot of memes out there for that. That sucks. We don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't demean people's bodies on this podcast. Anyway, um, yes, Taylor Swift surprised everyone in London. That was very exciting. She like made no announcement and just like showed up on stage and the whole crowd. Like I keep seeing TikToks of phones like, ah, like shaking. It's like, I'm so jealous, you know, but I do plan to buy tickets next summer when she goes on tour, when she announces the tour for midnight's which that could be any day now, Taylor, please. Thank you. Okay. Um, anything else about Taylor or pop music that you would like to insult before we move on? No, uh, I, will, I will say one thing, Taylor, uh, her albums are actually in vinyl selling yeah. in Target. Yeah. Which is interesting because I wonder how many Gen Zers actually have a record player. So um, I don't mean to like, point this out to be totally obvious but taylor swift is a millennial and most of her fans are millennials i'm just saying she doesn't write for gen z obviously we'd love to know what percentage of her audience is gen z though um actually you know what you bring up a good point because if their listeners are in gen z they're definitely not buying a vinyl record no but they're streaming on spotify or they're streaming on whatever platform they are doing that yep she always okay. releases in vinyl. She she's very she's very in tune to the old sound and to and to music as a whole. She is the music industry. I've already discussed that on a different show. Yeah. But Gen Zers <laughs> like their digital. Yeah, they do. Which is another good segue into your other spot. Gen Zers working from home. Yeah. I sent you a New York Post article. This headline was funny, which is why I sent it to you. It was said Gen Zers would rather work from the toilet. They are switching jobs to be more flexible and have more um, perks of the job. What's what's your take on that? So I work in corporate sales. And although I live in Florida, my sales territory is Southern California. So- Oh, it is? Why Did it change? I'm the guy for Southern California. So why would I ever have to be in an office somewhere in Florida- just to pick up the phone and call Southern California again. Sure. Riddle me how that makes sense, right? It does. It does. Um, I think there is a time and a place for actual in-person meetings. Maybe if you just get hired into a very, very labor-intensive field and you need to learn how to work with robots or you're doing something in logistics and you're physically packaging up stuff, you can't do that from your house. Um, and if I think if you need really hands-on training, then there's someone literally needs to be there to show you. But if you're like me and you're selling the dream on you know, advice and getting people from $1 million to $5 million, I can do that from a patio. I can do it on a beach. I can do it on the top of a mountain. can probably do it on an airplane at some point, as long as I have Wi-Fi capabilities. So I think that Gen Z is actually smartening up to the fact that, hey, gas is, you know, six 
dollars a gallon, seven dollars a gallon. If you do live in California, why would oh I want to be on a highway in, you know, for an hour and a half of my day when I can literally just roll out of bed, turn on my screen, get my morning meeting done, and then I can have the rest of the day to actually focus on work rather than focusing on, you know, hating my life and sitting in smog traffic. Right. Well, I do. You think don't get to work from home, though. No, I don't. No, I. But as a person currently on sabbatical, I can do this podcast from home. Mm-hmm. I do agree that like I and I do think since COVID a lot of this has changed like mm-hmm. companies seeing how little needs to be in an office or like how yep. flexible they could be from a work from home like structure but like it's this article basically says that like Gen Z or Gen Z's are leaving jobs more often they're getting job like they're switching jobs more often and they like are looking for more fulfillment at a job yep. versus like our parents' generation, the boomers and Gen X were like, stay at a, one job your whole life, get a pension mm-hmm. and retire. Yeah. So I think, you know, another hot take, I think that the Gen Z years coming into the workforce right now need to be a little stronger mentally. Um, and actually know what work is. Oh, so a lot of people in college are coming out of the, you know, they're coming out of college being like, I have a finance degree. I'm going to go be a stockbroker, or I have an English degree. I'm immediately going to be a lawyer, or I have um, some type of science degree. I'm going to save the environment only to get their first job where they're making 35 K a year, getting completely shit on being asked to work 80 hours. Um, and then they're like, this isn't what I signed up for. I want to save the world. Well, well, there was a, yeah, there, there was a army, army general, I think, or army colonel, someone high up there who said, you know, a lot of these people want to save the world, but the first thing you got to do is make your bed. You know, how can you save the world when you can't even make your bed in the morning? And right. But like, I find it absurd that somebody of any sort of intelligence or education said in an interview, I can do the job from my toilet. I'd prefer to do that. Like, we're really admitting this online. Like you're admitting that you take your computer to the bathroom. Like oh, it's people bad. are way too comfortable. It's bad. <laughs> people are way too comfortable. Mike Tyson even said it. Uh, one guy heckling him on the plane. He said, people are way too, and, and I'm pretty sure you punched the guy in the face. You beat the shit out of him. Um, he's like, people are way too comfortable because they're not going to get hit in the face anymore. Well, Mike Tyson actually punched that guy. In the I face. would not <laughs> heckle Mike Tyson. I, w- I would not heckle Mike Tyson's gravestone. Like I, I'm not fucking with that at all no people are way too comfortable people are way too safe i mean look at the look at the people in germany who threw mashed potatoes on a monet or like glued themselves to a did you see the people who threw beans on a van gogh beans on a van gogh uh yeah orange paint on um on a ferrari dealership oh i guarantee you if there's a video of someone doing that and some person just comes up and just rocks them in the face, and I'm not condoning violence on this show, by the way, I'm just going to point that out there. But if Thank someone you, were to do that, I guarantee you the next person to try that would definitely think twice. I think if there were less people with their phones out trying to post it to social media to try and get some views rather than three or four people just absolutely clobbering this fool, um, then it would stop. I just don't understand how you are allowed to bring a can of beans into a museum. Like, don't you go through a metal detector at the Met? I guess uh, they were wearing reflective vests like they were working on things. 
but how does security not check what's in the bin? So this was what like are you a, say? This We're was like a, a operation. This was like a sting operation. Why beans too? But like it's a big can of beans, is what I'm saying. Like you go through a metal detector, it's gonna see it. Like <laughs> did you go through the motions of putting it in a Tupperware first? Yeah. That's how, what kind of beans? How is how Could is that good for the Pinto climate? Beans? It's Garbanzo? plastic. How is that good? It looked like like orange beans. Like it didn't look like good beans. You know what's really funny about this is the people who are saying, you know, by 2050 we're not gonna have any food left because of climate change. Yeah, you're shouldn't wasting you be saving. Shouldn't you be saving those beans? Yeah. You're wasting <laughs> the beans, asshole. Like <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. I hope there's still food left by 2050. I'm gonna be hungry. Yeah, families are are in need of food. Times are tough, inflation, and families are only growing. Speaking of really? growing families, US, Nick, US birth Nick rates Cannon. are down. Nick uh, Cannon. Yeah. US birth rates are down for the exception of Nick Cannon, for fuck's sake. This man. Literally. Okay. <laughs> so, oh my God. So I reported with Anna last fall that Nick Cannon's um, infant son had passed away. He is, mm-hmm. he has announced that he is pregnant again with that same woman, the mother of that baby's, no, that baby's mother. It is, Baby it mama. Is, Right. It is his 12th child. I believe it's her second child, second or third child. This man. Man's wild now. I literally reported two months ago that he was pregnant. He got pregnant, someone pregnant again. Like, I simply don't understand logistically, like, how these women haven't figured it out. Contraception is not a thing for Nick Cannon. It's not even contraception. Why are they still sleeping with him? Money. <laughs> he can't have that much money. He hosts the Masked Singer. I does he really have that sure much money? Got, let's let's look up his uh, net worth. Nick Cannon. How much Netflix. money did he get from Mariah Carey? Maybe that's the money. All I want for Christmas is all your money, Mariah Carey. You didn't hear this episode, but I suggested last fall when Nick Cannon was only fathering nine children at the same time. Oh that um mariah carey hosts christmas for all the baby mamas and we call it baby mama christmas that's pretty funny oh he's I only think... got 20 million only right. 20 million right but you have 10 kids to pay child support for well like, how many live with them i have no idea i don't know his arrangements granted i i think if let's say i i won the lottery all okay right. how much money 163 million Oh, is that the current lottery? <laughs> uh, something like that. It's, it's like, you know, so 320 you would, you'd walk and away divided with what? by you'd walk away 320, with what, basically cut in half, and that's what you get. Oh, okay. I would start an empire. As long as my wife was cool with it. I'd be like, hey, listen, we got $163 million. What the fuck am I going to do with all this money? Might as well have a bunch how of kids. This, to give them their how does this relate to Nick Cannon and his child support? Because he's got $20 million. So if you put $20 million into, you know, let's just say bonds or something like that, and you're just earning interest on it, you don't even have to touch that principal ever. And you can just give your kids $100,000. Boom, 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 boom. But I'm pretty sure child support is based off of your current income, not your wealth. Yeah. uh, This would be a really good question for mom. It might be based off of income, but it's income, but also based off of, lifestyle 
Um, no, no, sorry, uh, that's, that's divorce settlement. My that's, bad. That's, that's alimony. Yeah, the the lifestyle to which we've become accustomed. Yeah. Oh my God, Jeff Bezos's wife. She deserved half that money. Amazon Winning. was her company too. She deserved billions and billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, she fucking does. She married Jeff Bezos. Have you seen that guy? She married him 25 years ago. I don't know if that's worth billions and billions and billions of dollars, but whatever. Equal partners, 50-50. Once you get married, you'll understand. But I definitely think that $20 million is... Okay, so let's say he's got $20 million in the bank, and let's say he probably earns another five from all the shows and and everything, because he's still got Wild and Out, and he's still got Mass Singer and everything. Wild and Out's still on? Do you think he gets royalties from, like, what, wasn't he, uh, like, a teen actor also? Like, royalties, like, he was in Drumline, right? And then, like... He was on Drumline. But what did he do before Drumline? Wasn't he on Nickelodeon? Yeah, like, I think he was a Nickelodeon kid. So, like, maybe he, like... I don't know, has more robust offerings. I mean, he obviously has robust offerings, obviously. Like you can't breathe, you can't breathe his same air without getting pregnant, obviously. So like Nick Cannon, Nickelodeon. Yeah. And is he yeah. still affiliated with Nick? Uh does not own Nickelodeon Oh, he had the Nick Cannon show on Nickelodeon. He was the focal point of his own show. Oh. Like the Amanda show? Yeah. Wow. He's I got could... money though. So if I were him, I'd be having kids too. He's also got freaking super sperm. And I just I think Why he... are they like all boys? No, it just like it just seems amazing that he keeps getting these women pregnant like constantly. Like he's constantly impregnating somebody. Yeah, I just don't I like he's constantly getting someone pregnant and I just find that wild. Well, he's not that old. Guys can have kids into well over their sixties. No, it's not an age thing. It's a, it's a, it's a like activity thing. Like I just like, please continue. I I really want to see what this is. I just like, like, does everybody want to have his baby? Like, am I missing something? Oh, you mean like how attractive is Nick Cannon? No, not really, but well, I mean, he's attractive, but like you get one person of pregnant. Of a prospect, is he? You get two Where does he find pregnant. these women? No, but like, where does, like, do they really see the appeal after he's constantly impregnating somebody else? Like, I don't know, man. I mean, if I could lock down someone in the dollars for my kids all the time, I probably would. Like, why he doesn't have a Trojan sponsorship at this point is beyond me. And I've said that before. Because he doesn't use them. <laughs> he should. That's the point. <laughs> at least, like, I don't know, NFP or something. Like, some, you know. Something. Well, at least he has a relationship with his kids and he loves That's a good. Kids. That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. At least he loves his kids and has a relationship with his kids. You're right. You're right. At least some people don't. Some people are shitheads. Um, speaking of other people who are pregnant, Sophia Grace of Sophia Grace and Rosie on Ellen fame is pregnant, which like almost barfed mm-hmm. when I heard this. I don't know if you know Sophia Grace, but she was the little girl in Tutu who sang Nicki Minaj on the Ellen show. She was the Tutu girl? Yes. Wow. Okay. The so little British Tutu have... girl. Yeah, the British Tutu girl. But happy for Sophia Grace. I find this story alarming because, like, I didn't realize she was old enough to bear children. Like, again, 
with the fact like I always look at someone like they're 10 like she was nine years old on the Ellen show in a tutu singing mm-hmm. super bass and now she is engaging in activities of adults it's weird it hurts my brain it's weird and I think it's it's weird to see how when we think of ourselves as individuals our life is kind of at a standstill sure we go through growth periods but then you look in the rearview mirror and 10 years just went by and you're like oh my god what the hell dude <laughs> tell me about it I just moved to Texas like tell me about it I can't get out of bed in the morning without my knees popping and my elbows popping how old are you 28 28 oh, I know how old you are <laughs> sorry you minus four dude not all the time. You're me minus three, January to April. Yeah, that, that three-month gap. Yesterday, I forgot how old I was. I convinced myself I was 31. I forget what I was watching. I was you like, know what I've been doing sometimes? In liquor stores, they'll be looking at my ID. And let's let's just completely blow over the fact where if your ID starts with a 1-9. Yeah, you're people 21. People are just like, whatever, yeah. like you're 21. People sometimes ask me, they're like, how old are you? And I'm like, 24. They're like, come again. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. I'm 28. My bad. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, worked with a girl at my last job who she just, she's turning 23. But the time I worked with her, she was 21. And I stood up to do something and I was like, she goes, why do you do that when you stand up? And I was like, because my age starts with a three. And when yours does, you will too. <laughs> yeah. Gravity hurts when you're old. Making old man noises now whenever I get up off the couch. Yeah. You should start taking like some vitamin D. It's good for your joints. What's the uh, the old person commercial? Balance of nature. ARP. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I need balance of nature to get on my I've seen those. Then. I can't take those though because it's too many vegetables. I haven't eaten a vegetable in probably like six days at this point. Um, not for the not for the bean that not for the you didn't have any like peas vegetables. in your meat pie. <laughs> no, the meat pie was actually a cheeseburger bun, so it was hamburger meat, mustard, pickle juice, um, flour, whole milk, and um, cheese mixed into it. It was basically like a cheeseburger queso stuffed into a bun. It was fire. It was fire. But, you didn't you, you didn't feel like having a salad on the side no no I'm, re- I'm refusing to go to the store right now the only thing i'm living off of is the food that's in my freezer and what's in my uh pantry at the moment until what end? Like, until it's gone until it's gone you want to have until no food go- until it's gone why because i'm tired of my credit card being like 900 dollars a month and then having you know, Geico hit me in the middle of the month when I forgot about everything, being like, here's go, an extra $207. You could go to a farmer's market and spend $20 on produce. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. No, I, I am definitely embracing the frugal life right now because in Jacksonville, the utility prices have gone up like $100 a month. So I've been praying for colder weather. And when I say colder weather, I mean, not 87 degrees. I mean, like 75. Well, let me just say this for the audience. So I can turn off my air conditioning. Because they don't know this about you. You are, you would say frugal. Others would say cheap. I am not cheap. 
you are incredibly incredibly you as mom would say about grandpa you would rub the feathers off a eagle on a quarter i pick (laughs) and choose where i spend money um let's see for example um i will i will spend money on food ironically enough but if i want like a 40 dollar, that's expensive i do like sushi and i can't go out for sushi because whenever I do, we always get like six bottles of sake to go with it. Yes. And what, what would have been like a $30 sushi run turns into a hundred. And then I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Why don't you just um, order sake? Life is short. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Sorry. Life is too short. Hey, people listening for the pod. Um, if you're putting something off and you're like, I can't do that because blah, blah, blah. Life is too short to not have nice things. Oh, that's beautiful, Stephen. Thank you. But life is too short to not have nice things. So for example, if you're just going to have chicken breast and rice and it's bland as fuck, throw some salt on that bitch, right? Make that nice. I don't, have some barbecue. I don't mean <laughs> make to fettuccine make, Alfredo. I don't mean to make this about ethnicity, but if you're only putting salt on your chicken breast, we have a problem. Oh, absolutely not. I make, we are Italian. Rubber. I've been making a lot of uh, Chipotle copycat uh, chicken lately. Like adobo I've been going to I've been going to Mexican grocery stores, buying the ingredients, blending it all up. With the chili, and would, the, yeah, and the yep, mm-hmm. with the guajillo wow. chilies and the adobo paste and everything. Wow, interesting fire. But also hack because you know I'm cheap, so you say. Cheap. Mexican grocery stores are way cheaper than something like a Publix. You walk into Publix, limes are like. 82 cents each at the Mexican grocery store. They're four for a dollar. Hey, buy local people. That's a great message. Buy local, which is why you should go to a farmer's market and support local farmers. Yeah, but I got to drive there, which costs money, which is gas. Can you ride your bike? I don't have a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Could ride my roller skates. You couldn't see this audience, but you like, thought about it like do i have a bike <laughs> you know we've been wanting to get some beach cruisers but we don't have the space for them oh and then we don't live close to the beach so it would really just be taking the beach cruisers to go to sushi getting hammered at sushi and then trying to pedal back i think you can still get a dwi or dui on a bike so be careful uh it'd be dwi driving while intoxicated yeah or riding while driving under i think you're is it driving you're, i think it well directing i don't know pedaling, pedaling under the influence yeah it's a pwi yeah i think you should well okay you could eat, you can buy canned vegetables for like 50 cents i just prefer to go to mom and dad's house and steal everything from their fridge they're my grocery store that is in fact true the amount of food that they give you or buy for you flat out like they, like let's go to Publix, Stephen. Like or let's go to Costco is insane. Dad bought, I shit you not, a twenty six inch long pork loin. What the fuck is he gonna do with that? You need a smoker for that thing. Brian has a smoker. Dude, that thing is like, it's huge. Why did he do that? Zombie apocalypse. Is it still in the freezer? Biden economy. Oh, I might cut that out. We don't need to be, we don't need to be sharing our political opinions on this show. It's not a political show. Okay. 
Um, I, I just don't know why, why does he need that? I don't know. I don't know. And it's a very lean cut of meat too. So if you're going to barbecue something. Yeah, you can't smoke that because there's no fat. Another, another hot take, people. If you're going to barbecue something, you need to make sure there's ample fat on your pork. Because right. if you try to smoke a lean meat, it's going to be dry. That's why you use the pork butt. That's why you use, yeah. Which pork is the shoulder. shoulder. Yep. Pork shoulder. It's not, it's not the actual butt. It's the shoulder. Yep. Yeah. True so story. Bacon. Smoke bacon. Very, very fatty. I don't obsess over bacon. Like, you know that phase five years ago when everybody was like putting bacon on everything? You know why? Because everyone was going through a fat keto diet. Hmm. They were like, it's keto. Carbs are the enemy. Bacon. Avocado. Like, I just, cheese, I love avocado. Whole milk. But objectively, objectively, an avocado is so much better for you than a piece of bacon or however much bacon calorically would equal an avocado. Yeah. Like bacons don't have fiber. I would say that. Bacons don't have, bacon doesn't have like a lot of healthy sat- fats. Saturated fats. You're, you're literally <laughs> taking a, a bite out of fat versus getting it in. I just, I I've recently feel I've recently like noticed this because there's like bacon flavored everything still and I'm like why do people die for bacon I don't understand like there's so much other food well I think it just goes back to the normal American diet where it's just a lot of fat sugar carbs and you need uh, carbs your brain needs sugar yeah Unless you want to follow a keto diet, which is... Ugh, I don't. I do not. I think everyone tries to figure out what works best for them. Um, I sent you a link a while ago where um, Jordan Peterson, his daughter, um, has like really, really terrible autoimmune diseases. And she went on the carnivore diet. So all she ate was steak, hamburgers, and bacon and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of her autoimmune diseases like left her like she had really bad psoriasis and and all went away you know headaches and everything so she's only been eating steak and butter for like the last five years talk about a wonderful life i'm happy butter i'm happy for her like truly i am but like my cholesterol would be so out of this world that like my doctor would be like you need a heart transplant tomorrow like this is not working out for you yeah, well, high cholesterol runs in our family. I am the only Catronio man not on the staff. Really? Love it. That is very good for you. Mm-hmm. Happy for you and the success. I have high cholesterol. So. Damn. For you, man. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> a nerve there. Fuck right off, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. So maybe I should go eat a salad just to make sure that. Maybe you should buy a fucking bag of salad for $2 at Publix. What else is going on in the world? Oh, you wanted to talk about House of the Dragon. I do want to talk about House of the Dragon. So if you're not caught up on House I, of the Dragon, please stop listening, but then listen when you come back. Spoiler alert. Um, I also wanted to talk about Lord of the Rings, but you did not watch Lord of the Rings. No, and my audience doesn't care, so. Okay. House of the Dragons. Yeah. I did watch the finale. Okay. I actually waited until Mondays to do it. Because I, I was usually just way too tired from football Sundays and then getting back home and didn't want to, you know, stay up an extra hour. So I had football Sunday and then I had 
football Monday, and then I had House of Dragons, and then it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and now we got Thursday night football again, and that's kind of how I structured my week. Um, I really, really liked House of Dragons. I want to know what you think about it. I really, really, really like it. I am team black, 100% all the way. Team black? Yeah. Rhaenyra, Damon, her kids. Oh, oh, okay. Not the high towers, bullshit. The Targaryens, yeah. But well, no, but Aegon's a Targaryen and Aemon's a Targaryen, so I have to differentiate. The dance of the dragons that we're gonna see in the following seasons, like from the books, is the Greens versus the Black. So the High Towers and their kids, and then Rhaenyra and her. Got it. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm Team Rhaenyra, hundred percent all the way. I -hmm. think Aemon fucked up with his war dragon, and he was like, "Fuck! I killed my nephew." Holy shit. Well, the crazy thing about that, you didn't realize that his dragon was so goddamn big. So I didn't realize it. I saw a like picture on Instagram of like all of the dragons together and Vagar was just like this massive beast. But then when you saw Vagar next to that castle, wherever he went, wherever Dude, Luke he, went. He was... I didn't, I didn't realize that um, it was so big because it literally was like the entire size of the castle. I mean, it was huge. And you see it coming through the clouds. You're like, oh my God. But at the same time, Eamon did not have to be chasing after him. Like, well, what's your end goal? But I saw an interesting theory, and this is from TikTok, an interesting perspective that like Eamon could not control Vagar because Vagar is a war dragon vagar was alive in the previous wars vagar has seen battle what was the other dragon's name Arax? Yeah, so arax so when, had not yeah so when lucerus's dragon sprayed him across the face it was like i'm gonna fight you and vagar i'm gonna kill like, you vagar's like you're a snack <laughs> and he was a snack oh my god I, and he I, ate him and aimed was like oh shit Eamon was like I, I just started up. a war and that's what starts the war yeah do you think I was thinking about this and I understood what she was saying when Renice was saying that it wasn't her war to start when she could have Dracarist the whole people in the yep. like I was screaming at my tv I was like say it say it like screaming yeah but she didn't and so, I understand I get it I get it but like come on but, but here's the thing, though. So you have the you have the fleet, you have the Valarian fleet, and then you have dragons still. But Jaceres' dragon, the other son yeah. that didn't just get eaten, his dragon is only like like three years old. I don't know. Yeah, it's they're young dragon. dragons. They're baby dragons. Yeah, it's a baby dragon. He's a snack too. So you really can't do anything about that. And so the only people who can really fly around and fuck shit up are Princess Rhaenys and then Rhaenyra. And Damon. And then and Damon. And Corlys. So really at this point, it's it's like three on three at that point. Yeah, but then Damon went to the that dungeon to get the other big dragon and sang to it. Yeah, that was that was a that was a big old boy. <laughs> Aren't all the dragons girls? I I actually don't know. People who watch Game of Thrones are like, these fucking idiots know nothing about this. I don't know. 
I didn't read the books and I don't think half the books are even done. So no. George, George can get right on that. Yeah, but I mean, so let's let's talk about the the usurping, right? If I were Rhaenyra mm-hmm. and I'm next in line for the throne mm-hmm. and my dad has leprosy and is going to can die in like the next week or so. He didn't have leprosy. I, I'm pretty sure he had leprosy. No, he was dying because the throne was rejecting him. What? He got all of those. Remember in the first episode when he cut his hand on the throne? And Aegon the Conqueror said whoever cuts their hand on the throne is not fit to be king. Oh, so he had tetanus? No, he was like getting sick from the wounds from sitting on the throne. Give us a Google right here. What did Viserys die? He died of milk of the poppy, if you're Damon. King Viserys succumbed to a long-term leprosy infection and associated ailments. Yeah, but it's from the it's from the throne. Anyway. Okay. Leprosy from the front. Okay, so if my dad is dying of leprosy and I'm about to get, you know, assume the throne, I'm not leaving back to Dragonstone, right? Because I know the one person who doesn't want the throne is going to do something to fuck my day up. And that's exactly what Alice did. But I think... Oh my God, did you freeze again? No, you're back. Did you freeze again? You froze again. Oh, okay, good. I froze. I think Rhaenyra thought it was hers because she was named heir. Right. And he didn't name Aegon heir Aegon's entire life. Right. Which you could have. Aegon's such a piece of shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Yeah, so... Helena, his wife. Helena. Helena. His wife's cousin. His wife's cousin. Wife's sister. It's his sister. Oh, it's his sister? Yeah. His kids are his kid cousins. I mean, she's Yeah, she's a, she's a good sport, but also at the end of the day, like she's pissed. She's not more of a wife. She's is, a dragon it's, dreamer. It's your, it's your it's your sister, dude. Like Yuck. I don't yeah. Yuck. I think apparently the next season's going to come out in 2024. They're going to start filming in March. 2024, that's so far away. I know. Same thing with Lord of the Rings. Mm. Mm. Again. I wish, I wish they would make a better, you know, not better, because the first trilogy of Lord of the Rings was amazing. No, they can't remake it. That's not, no, that's not happening. I don't want them to remake it, but I want them to make a Cimmerillion movie. Make a second age movie away from Amazon. Oh. Would Peter Jackson do that? If you pay him enough money, that'd be great. I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I want to have a reason to put my Hobbit feet back on. Oh, yeah. I got him Hobbit feet slippers like 10 years ago for Christmas and he wears them all the time. (laughs) Is there any other pop culture you want to discuss? I got nothing. I'm trying to live in the 80s. I got Baywatch going every day. Really? Did you see the new Baywatch movie? It's funny. That's the one with um, Zach, Zach Efron. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was good. I thought it was kind of funny. I'm getting kind of annoyed that The Rock is in like every single movie nowadays. Um, I didn't see Black Adam. I'm probably not going to go see Black Adam. 
I'm having my own little boycott of movies that use way too much CGI. I think it's cheesy. So why are you watching House of the Dragon? Because it doesn't look. You know like how much CGI. CGI is involved. Okay, okay, okay. That's, 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 that's. Because it doesn't look like shitty CGI. There's a difference between like smelly people shows and riding on the back of a dragon and like catching missiles with your fist and like, you know, fake explosions. Okay, I can respect that. All right. Oh, wait, Taylor Swift posted on her story. This is very important. Okay, hang on. Let me just make sure we didn't miss anything. I know they're trying to find a new James Bond or they're speculating on who's going to be the new next James Bond. Yeah, but I think the whole thing of the James Bond search is that I've heard for years it's going to be Idris Elba, but I thought he was too famous. Like I thought they- I would love Idris Elba to be James Bond. That would be so great. I I thought though that they wanted somebody who wasn't yet that famous. I don't see the problem with Idris Elba because Idris Elba- one is loved like Love. ev- everyone loves him. love two you would have a black james bond which i think would be cool sure three yeah, is, dude's got class and that's the biggest oh, thing about james. he's quintessentially british he's quint yeah and he has like he could be james bond like james bond like so again like i don't have beef with the rock but like i don't want to see him in every single movie people were like Oh, like The Rock? Would you be James Bond? He's like, no, yeah, you have I would. To be like, no, he'd be. Well, yeah, you, well, if he could land the accent, but he'd be huge. Like, you can't be an international superstar. No, I'm pretty sure landing Ian... in when you're 240 pounds of solid muscle. I'm pretty sure Ian Fleming, who wrote the James Bond series, said that you have to be British. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, who I, else can I... do it? Who else is Who else is British? Um, uh, the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Charlie uh he's British isn't he I don't think he's British is he British he he was in the gentleman just because you play a Brit one time doesn't make you British Charlie Charlie Hunnam yeah I think he's an English actor yeah no he's English but he's too famous again with the fame thing man he's too famous He, he you have to be known as James Bond when you look at Daniel Craig do you see anybody else no no but when I see Chris Hemsworth, I see Thor. Exactly. Which is why Chris Hemsworth couldn't play James Bond either. But he's Australian. But they might take him. There's, prob- there's probably, I heard Jacob Elordi, who's Australian, but who is famous from Euphoria. So maybe not. Don't do any of those. I would love if Joe Alwyn was put into the ring, but it'll never happen. See, when it comes to James Bond, like Daniel Craig did such a good job. But my James Bond even though um, Daniel Craig is like my generation's James Bond, I like the Pierce Brosnan James Bond. I like when people, are, when people are like, oh, Pierce Brosnan James Bond sucks. You know why he doesn't suck? Because Pierce Brosnan James Bond was all about using his mind, shooting people very little, and using gadgets. That was the best part about so it. So what you're saying is he was truly an international man of mystery. He was... Isn't that Austin Powers? No, isn't that not James Bond? <laughs> Fuck, is it Austin Powers? Uh, That's so embarrassing. Oh my God, is it? <laughs> That's Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, that's Austin Powers. I think I've said that at other points about James Bond. I had no clue it was Austin Powers. Yep, yep, that's Austin Powers. International (laughs) movie, that's Austin Powers. That's funny. But that's really funny. He froze again. Oh, no. Oh, he froze again. Shoot. He froze, but he looks so happy. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Thank you so much, Stephen, for coming on the show. I'm sorry for our technical difficulties at the end, but I think it was the good Lord saying we disagreed enough. But that's okay because we're family and family sticks together. Thank you all so much for listening. I know Stephen will come back. I think he had fun doing the show. I think this will be an episode he at least listens to. Um, and thank you all for listening. I will see you next Friday, 7 a.m. As always, weekly shows right on time for the foreseeable future because, again, I'm on sabbatical. So I have no reason not to be- put out a show on time. And thank you so much for listening. Rate, review, save, share, suggest my show to people who are in the podcasting space and want a new thing to listen to if they like pop culture. Um, And yeah, love you all. And thank you for spending part of your week with me. Bye.